Hello, my friends, Katie Day with the Move Me to Texas team down here in Houston, Texas, here for another episode of The Real Advice Podcast. I am really excited for this week's guest, a good friend of mine that lives in one of the best cities in the United States. And that's all that you need to know about him. Dan Parker, (laughs) what is going on, man? Welcome to the podcast. I am very excited to be here. Thanks for the invite. And I, you know what? I feel like we are good friends now. We're you were on my podcast. Now I'm on your podcast. We're going snowboarding next month. We're I'm gonna be at your mastermind. This is life is good. You know, we're like yeah. We went from like you know being general social acquaintances on social media to like yeah. We are meeting up in person multiple times. And yeah, it's I'm I'm excited. We're uh, doing a little mastermind here coming up soon uh, on the slopes. So I'm excited to to see some cold weather that deserves to be cold, unlike when it gets cold here. Um, and <laughs> yeah, hang out a little bit. But um, Dan, for those people that may not know you, uh, tell me a little bit about yourself and how you got into real estate. Sure. So I am here in sunny San Diego, and I have been in real estate for about five years now. Um, I got started after I bought my first house, and it was you know really crazy and chaotic and exhausting. And I remember getting to the end and be like, man, I could, I could help people through this better. (laughs) There's so many emotions going on. I really feel like I could genuinely help people through this process and, you know, kind of dove in headfirst right after that I was looking for a career change. So it just kind of came at a good time. Um, and yeah, I mean, I've been in the industry for a while. I, um, I always wanted to go down the path of some sort of like content marketing or some, some form of attraction for clients. I never wanted to be a cold caller or door knocker. And it took me about three years to, to actually figure out how to make that happen. And now I'm mostly focusing on YouTube, but I have all sorts of other things that I'm building up um, content wise to help attract people into reaching out to me and working with me. One of the things that I love about um, your content is like, I feel like you're very consistent. Um, my YouTube, like I get, you know, in the, in the zone of like, oh yeah, I'm totally going to do YouTube and I'll like batch a few videos. I'll have like three videos come out three weeks in a row. And then like, I won't post something for six months. And I'm like, God, I'm terrible at this. So I, you know, based on, you know, what you post about and the, your videos and your thumbnails, I'm like, yeah, I love how consistent you are on that. And it's, I think that's one of the most important things. What, um, what did you do before real estate? Um, so I was actually, uh, um, I was a foodie, I, you know, if uh, I went down the path of working restaurants my entire life, I um, went to school for hospitality and tourism management with an emphasis in restaurant operations management. Okay. I always wanted to o- own my own restaurant. And that was the goal. And yeah. I managed and I, I, I sold produce. I did everything having to do with food. And uh, the hospitality end of it is has really stuck with me since then. Yeah, I feel like it's a very good basis for for real estate and just, you know, doing whatever it takes and kind of going above and beyond and things like that. Um, So I know you recently started a team. So congratulations on that. Thank you. Appreciate that. How's uh, how's that process been so far? Um, It's been, you know, it's it's more difficult than I would like it to be, Uh, you know, when you really want to attach branding and everything with it and you're basically doing it all yourself. you know, it's funny, you get to this point where you you start a team because your business is at a certain level, but then you have to figure out how to do all these other things on top of, you know, your actual business. So training other employees, uh, filing everything properly. And so we've had some hiccups and I just got our, our, our DBA was not approved because it was done. The fictitious business name was done improperly. So now finally, finally getting all that going right now. And um, 
yeah, it's it's good. I, I brought on a really, really solid agent. And I took some advice from a, a mentor of mine that basically told me, you know, when you're starting out a team, hire up. Don't hire someone that's going to need a lot of work because they're going to be cheap labor. Hire up. Hire people that are going to add value immediately without having to put in too much work for them. So for the agent that I brought on, he's doing about five deals a year. He's been in the industry for three years. He already has a good base and he could just hit the ground running and take what I'm giving him and amplify that. And same with like, you know, I could have gotten admin right away, but I didn't have time to train an admin. So instead I outsourced, you know, video uh, production, video editing. Um, I I outsourced my transaction coordinating. The things that are like an easy button to say, here, you're professional, help me with this until I can get to the point where I can start building people from the ground up. Yeah. Well, and I feel like all of those things that you mentioned, like, and especially for you, I know you shoot a lot of content and are familiar with, you know, editing software and stuff like that. You know, been in the business for five years, you sold a few homes, you know how to like submit things into whatever transaction management software, but it's like all of those little five minute tasks add up to where you turn around and it's, you know, 4 p.m. You're like, what have I done with my day? Right. So I think, you know, starting soon and starting early of, of starting to outsource that is always beneficial. Um, but it, I feel like that's also one of the hardest kind of band-aids to pull off, you know, is that people are like, oh, but I, I enjoy editing. It relaxes me or it's this or it's that. And um, so kudos to you on getting some of those things off your plate. Um, so, I mean, five years feels like a long time, I'm sure, uh, about, about the same amount of time I've been in the business. So, uh, you know, it feels like a long time, but you're still, you know, pretty new, right? Um, what would you, what advice would you give to like a brand new agent just starting out? Yeah. Um, and this kind of goes back to what you were saying about being consistent with content. I think it's really hard because we're at this stage in life with technology that shiny object syndrome is real, especially in real estate. People are trying to sell you things. Other agents are having success doing other on other platforms. And you really need to focus. You need to focus on where you're going to get your business. And I always think of it, especially starting out when you're solo, um, you know, think of it as three pillars, like three things specifically that you want to do consistently to get you business. For me, one of them was YouTube. Uh, another one was farming my neighborhood. And then the the other one for me was uh, my sphere of influence and just really connecting with them. And you know, the nice thing about that is three is manageable. You can stay consistent with it. And when one of those things doesn't work out, which for me was farming, I got zero <laughs> deals off, off of a lot of hours and manpower I put into my uh, farming. It just didn't work for me. So I at least yeah. had those two other pillars to lean back on. And then YouTube did extremely well. So I doubled down on YouTube, tripled down on YouTube, and you're able to amplify from that point. Yeah, no, I think that having multiple pillars of of business is always important. Um, Because I mean, if if things change or shift or whatever it may be, you know, having other avenues is always important. Um, One of the things that you had mentioned prior to us hopping on here was, um, you know, kind of some of the client events and things that you're planning. Um, you know, I think that's such a great way to connect, you know, with your sphere and connect with your past clients and things like that. What are some things you're looking forward to as far as, you know, client facing events or outreach or things like that this year? Yeah. So this, this goes back. So there's, this is kind of multifaceted. Part of it is, you know, I met my wife going to school in hospitality program. So we're both like hospitable people. Like we, we like the hospitality industry. We love good food. We love hanging out with people. And uh, she's actually going to be helping me at a higher level and she has an events company. So she's going to, I'm like, Hey, you know, I could have her, I could have asked her to do anything, but I'm like, please just help me, help me run events. Help me put together a VIP group, help, help me make 
all my clients, past clients, everyone just feel like they're the most amazing people in the world. And uh, so she's really helping me with that. So that's a big part of the reason that we're going down that route. Um, and then let's see, what was, what was the actual question on so that? So like, what are you excited about as far as like kind of the, the client facing stuff, the events, the the outreach, you know, and, and, and everything? Yeah. And then the other, the other part of that that I was going to mention is uh, this is a value add for the agents that I'm bringing on. So it's not just, Hey, I'm going to give you so many leads that you you're going to have, you're going to make $200,000. It's I'm going to give you some really high quality leads, but you also need a supplement from your sphere. And this is the absolute best, easiest way to connect with your sphere, turn them into VIPs, connect with them on a personal level, invite them to events, whether they come or not, they're going to be super excited that you invited them and they're going to feel special. So we're going to put together all these programs for myself and for the agents that I bring on um, to really just uh, amplify the people that we're already connected with. And a lot of this stuff I've, I've heard from you and your podcast. I remember (laughs) when you had like Glenda Baker on like what she does with her sphere um, so I'm, I'm taking, you know, little things here and there that I'm taking from other people. Yeah. And now I have someone to help me implement all this stuff. Cause I don't have time on my plate to do it. And yeah, very, very excited for that. And also like the greatest background ever, like actual event planner to help plan events and client outreach. Um, I need to, I need to find one of those. No brainer. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. I think that, um, you know, my favorite thing with client events is like, it's just, it is fun. I enjoy like throwing parties and doing things and, you know, doing fun events. So, um, it kind of, you know, marries the two of, of work and fun. Um, and the whole, like, so I kind of started creating branding for myself and for our team. Yeah. It's all about living your best life in San Diego and what, how there's no better way to show people how to live their best life in San Diego than to like have a beach day, have a, have a park day, <laughs> like go to a local brewery. Yeah. Um, we have like a local running events that we're going to do. It's going to be this wide range of things that we can do. And, and a lot of people that I work with because of YouTube, they're relocating here. They don't know people in San Diego. Yeah. So it's an opportunity for them to make friends. Yeah, no, that's awesome. I'm now I'm considering like beach day, brewery day. I mean, I, mm-hmm. I was out in San Diego uh, a couple of months ago, probably like six months ago. And, um, the one weekend that you were like out of town, but, yep. um, I was there like what six months ago, and I mean, I had a blast. The food there is amazing. The weather was perfect. The beach was was great. Like, I can I can see why you love living there. Um, with that being said, what are like your top three things? Like, if someone came to San Diego, this is totally off topic. You know, no real estate uh, advice given, but real life advice given. What are your top three things that you would tell someone if they'd never been to San Diego before to do in San Diego? Hmm, that's a good question. Um. So, you know, my, my wife, Stephanie, Stephanie and I, we love to travel and we really, when we travel, we eat and drink our way through places. That's how we enjoy it. So I have, like, I think I sent you a list of about a dozen restaurants when you came out that you had to try out. So there's definitely some great restaurants. A lot of them are on the coast or are walking around little Italy. I mean, that's a very, very good food place to go to. Um, and then besides that, I mean, just enjoying the weather. So there's different hikes, um, the different beaches that you can go to every single beach here is like so different and unique, but they're all very, like very good to hang out at. You can yeah. go on the beach, hang out on the beach. You can kind of go inland a little bit and you can like go to all the restaurants and just walk around. Um, I don't know if anyone's planning to go to San Diego, hit me up and I'm more than happy to s- send them some recommendations. Um, you know, Jesse Peters, he's actually on his way to San Diego now. So you might need to hit him up oh, and cool. give, him, give him some ideas. Cause he's absolutely he's, once he unfreezes from the Arctic tundra that is Canada, he uh, <laughs> might need some things to do. Um, so I know you have a podcast and it's mainly focused around like content and 
you know, digital, digital media and marketing and things like that. What, you know, obviously you, you kind of went all in on YouTube. What advice would you give to someone like looking to, to get started kind of on their content journey? Um, as far as advice that, that you wish you had when you first started? Yeah. So let's see. I, I think I can, I can tell you from my personal failure. Uh, and I know this works for some people, but I would say for, you know, eight out of 10 people I talk to in real estate, it, this doesn't really work. The strategy of like going out, filming local restaurants and then posting it on Facebook. Um, I think that again, I know people that have had success with that. I know that you've dabbled in a lot of this stuff, Katie, and it's for you now. I, I see it more as, and correct me if I'm wrong, but this is like just an add on to all the other content and everything else that you're putting out as well. Um, but I think that was kind of a setback for me. It, it got me an opportunity to get in front of the camera and get comfortable and to do different things. But um, I just didn't find a lot of success with that. I think find find a platform where people are succeeding at a really, really high level and stick to that one platform for six months at least. It took me mm -hmm. a year of doing YouTube before I really started getting leads in. And then it was like the floodgates opened. Yeah. Um, YouTube is great. I highly recommend YouTube. If there's other people on YouTube in your area, don't worry about that because people will still gravitate towards you. Yeah. But um, I know people that are having a lot of success on TikTok right now. I think that that's another um, great path to go down. Um, and then the other thing that I utilize very heavily is Instagram, but I really kind of see it more for like just staying in front of my sphere than yeah. it is for me to, to get in front of new people. So yeah, that's just kind of what I do. Yeah. I mean, and I think that, um, I would agree with you on the Facebook videos, right. And the kind of digital mayor, Gary, V, mm -hmm. you know, uh, sentiment, right. Like that was very, I mean, we, so we started doing that with our videographer in early 2020, but like I started kind of doing that throughout 2019, just cell phone video, you know, like very slow pan across the restaurant and then of my food and like, you know, spliced it together in iMovie and like those performed really well. But like Facebook as years have gone on is a very like pay to play platform. So if you're not pouring money in, you're not getting views on your videos. So it really changed like early 2020, we were getting thousands of views per spotlight. And it was great because like we were getting business from it of like, hey, I saw your thing of ABC restaurant. I love that place. Hey, also we're looking to buy a house and blah, 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 whatever, right? Now it's like six people see it. You know, we, we get a lot more views on YouTube and on um, Instagram on the videos, right? And it's it's a very good like community uh, connector tool, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's definitely depending on when, like if someone were trying to start that today, um, I think it's difficult today to get traction with, you know, that type of content. Um, I would Can I ask you a question real yeah. quick. Yeah. Now, now I'm the host. The, the, okay. <laughs> I know. I always laugh when I, when I, we interview like real estate coaches, cause like, I'm like, how many questions or how many minutes is it going to take for you to turn the tables on me and start asking me questions. And like every real estate coach, like I, I recently interviewed uh, a pretty big coach and I was like, it was like two minutes. And I was like, dude, this is my podcast. Like we're flipping this background. I'm not answering that. Like let's, you know, so what do you, what do you got, Dan? So, you know, this kind of goes back to the mindset of like, don't just create content and, and shoot it across every single platform. Cause every platform is different. You want to think yeah. strategically on how you're going to make that content work for the specific platform. Do you do listing videos? We do. And what's your strategy with that? Are you posting it on? The reason I ask is because I'm doing a listing video tomorrow. I'm going to pay a videographer a stupid amount of money to make a video for me. And I'm thinking, you know what? Like these don't actually work for my YouTube channel the way that I'm that the way that I'm utilizing my YouTube channel. 
I'm kind of over just posting videos on Facebook. I'm thinking do a 60 second real TikTok short and see how that performs. I'm just curious if you've kind of tried that strategy or what your strategy is. So my YouTube is goes against pretty much all of the usual YouTube advice that you would get from a successful YouTuber. Like Jeremy Knight and I go head to head about my YouTube channel <laughs> quite frequently because when you go to it, it has my listings, it has the kind of more SEO, you know, search evergreen content, you know, living in Houston type stuff. And then it also has all of my neighborhood spotlights. And he's like, you know, you're confusing the algorithm. You're never going to get any business from this. You're this, you're that, whatever. 25% of our business last year of almost 200 deals came from YouTube. So like, you know, I'm like, Hey man, like I get what you're saying, but business is still coming in, you know? Um, so we do put our property videos on YouTube. The reason why as well on the same channel, my same channel, the one channel, I only have one. Um, part of the reason why for that too is, is like we then take those property videos and list them on MLS. So like when people are, you know, on HAR.com looking at houses, they can also see the property videos. Um, I've talked to my videographer though about this year and he actually um, I had a gimbal, right. That was like sitting in my closet that I gave to him. And so now he's going to, you know, put a cage on that one and all the things to make it vertical. So he can start doing two shoots at every listing tour to do mm. a horizontal one for, you know, YouTube and Facebook, and then a vertical one for, uh, shorts and reels. So instead of, instead of trying to take that, you know, landscape video and cut it up to where you're just seeing this small portion of the screen, like he's going to shoot it all vertical. So I'm excited to see kind of what we, what we make of it um, for those. So I don't know. I think the problem is that I think people get too concerned with what everyone else is doing. And mm -hmm. then like, they're like, Oh, but this is, this is the, these are the rules and this is how I should do it. Like, I think if you're consistent with it, it'll work, but you know, Jeremy Knight says otherwise. Well, I think everyone also wants to be, be Brad McCallum with their listing videos. And yeah. it's just, you know, obviously he proves that it can, anyone can do it, but yeah. no one's crazy enough to be as consistent with doing those, that many videos and getting to the level where he's at. So yeah. it's, it's overwhelming to think of what he did to get there. Um, yeah, I'm just, I'm trying to figure out like revise the whole listing video thing. I'm trying to figure out what is going to make the most sense, but anyway, well, I, I mean, I'm, and I mean, for someone like him, it's like, you know, he put in the sweat equity, you could easily pay someone to replicate those mm -hmm. results, but you know, I'm not sure that we have enough money to do that. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Shout out, shout out Brad McCallum. Um, That's right. No, but I mean, I think that, I think that you're on the right track though of like, you know, whether or not you have him do both a longer form and short forms that you have both. Cause like we still, we still see a lot of value in putting the property tours on Facebook and then asking the seller to share it with their people. Cause then we start seeing, you know, the, the link going out. Oh, my cousin's selling their home. Oh, my brother is selling his home. Oh, check out my buddy's house. You know? And, and those are those organic views that you've got to kind of push toward. Right. But, mm -hmm. um, we're still seeing, you know, some traction with that and shares with that from, from sellers and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, things will continue to change as short form is more and more prevalent. Mm -hmm. Um, but I'm excited. I'm excited to see the property video. I'm sure, you know, in, a couple couple days we'll see some some sexy san diego houses yeah i'm gonna hop on a surfboard for this one so it should be it should be good <laughs> oh this is amazing i'm excited i have some epic ideas for videos but like a lot of the houses we have don't have the features that i need to do them so sure they're they're all they're all up here ready to ready <laughs> to go 
Um, where do you find inspiration for content? Um, so again, a, a big chunk of what I'm doing is YouTube and it's being very specific. Like my approach is really, my channel is about moving to San Diego. It's about relocating San Diego. So when people are the main search things that people are looking at when they type in San Diego are where are the pros and cons? Um, what is, what are the best neighborhoods? Where are the worst neighborhoods? You know, you can go to Jeremy Knight's channel. You can go to uh, Ken Posick's channel. You can go to my channel. You can see we're, we're doing a lot of those same videos. And a lot of the videos that we have with like the highest views are, are similar videos to one another. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of where you start. And then you go through this phase of like having a hard time figuring out what, what type of content to put out. Yeah. And then the longer you think about it and the more that you have some type of like central hub to throw in your ideas, I have, I could pull up my list of ideas here. I mean, I probably have 200 video ideas that are basically ready to go that I could pull at any, at any point as far as YouTube videos. Yeah. Um, I'm also really trying to go, I'm, I'm trying to do more kind of like what you're doing, Katie, with the reels and um, I'm going to start putting them on TikTok as well. And for that, I try to do once a week on Sunday or maybe every other week, spend an hour in the morning at a coffee shop and just like get out of the office, get out of everything else I'm doing and just write down some ideas. No, that's good. I think uh, going somewhere where you can get some creative juices flowing because like I'll sit here in front of my computer and just like stare and I'm just like, all right, earnest money. (sighs) Earnest money is so boring. What else can I say about earnest money? I've already already done two videos on earnest money, you know, and like you're like trying to get something going. So I think, yeah, removing yourself and putting, you know, putting yourself in a, in a neutral setting will help yeah. there. And then your phone starts buzzing and then you see uh, an email pops up on your inbox and then you yeah. forgot to check face. Like it just, it, it's, it never ends when you're sitting in front of your computer. So yeah, it's definitely nice to get away for some of those yeah. creatives. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Cool. Um, what would be a book or two or a few books that you would recommend for an, a real estate agent to read? Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Um, I have like a li- I have like five books here that I'm on, which I just did um, for anyone that's, this is really intended for, for someone that is, that has a team and is trying to like really systemize it and um, uh, just make sure that everyone's on the same level. I just read this book, which was the longest book that it ever took me to read because of all the notes that you have to take when you're going through it. It's called Building an Elite Organization uh, by Don Wenner. And yeah, I mean, literally, this, this book's only, you know, less than 300 pages. It took me like six months to get through this because there's so much thought that goes into what he's saying. Yeah. But the fact that I, I spent those six months really developing what I want my team to look and feel like and what the culture is going to be like and who we want to help and everything Um I feel so much more confident getting this team started now that I've done all the legwork with this. Yeah, no, that's helpful to, to create like a good foundation. Cause most people are just like, Oh, I've got a lot of business. You want to start a team? Let's do this. And then exactly. you know, figure it out as you go. So, um, that was kind of how we did things. So I'm <laughs> sure most people, that's yeah. how most people. Do. Yeah, no, for sure. For sure. All right. I'm going to hit you with a question that's pretty hard and knowing that you are a foodie, it'll probably be even harder, but <laughs> Dan, if it were your last meal on earth, what would you be eating? Um, so, you know, anyone who's listened to your podcast before knows that they should be prepared with this question. Um, you know what I think, what I always think of when I think of last meal on earth, I think of someone like on, um, 
you know, they have like a death sentence and they have their last meal and, and then they get it like delivered in and it takes like two hours to get there. Yeah. And all I think of is how everyone orders a steak and it has to be like this cold, disgusting steak by the time they actually yeah. get it. You need to like catch up in order to make it edible. Yeah. So I don't want that. I, I can go sushi actually. I know that's not like a great thing that holds well either, but um, I really, <laughs> really like sushi. Hey, if you get food poisoning from it, it's your last meal. Who cares? You know? <laughs> Very good point. Um, what is what are some of your favorite? Like, do you do rolls? Do you do sashimi? Like, what's your what's your go to if you're just going to a sushi place on a normal day? Um, I like the omakase. I like okay. to ha- see what the chef chef yeah. specials are. I, I'm total foodie, so anything. If I go to a really good place and the chef has good options, I'll totally run with it. Yeah. Um, do you eat like sea urchin and like? crazy stuff too so sea urchins about the one thing that i don't love i'll eat it yeah. i just don't think it really it doesn't really do it for me just about everything else i'll eat though yeah yeah yeah, yeah. cool man well i appreciate you um and taking the time today to chat and catch up and share you know your wisdom and knowledge i'm really excited to see where you take your youtube journey i'm excited to see your property new property tour videos and obviously you to continue to grow the team and give back in the you know san diego area so appreciate you man and can't wait to see you soon i appreciate you appreciate everything you're doing thanks katie